0: SharpSide app still time to get in the contest for the longest streak for july all you got to do pick your favorite bet the lock bet of the day nothing like the minus 300 some of the lower stuff some of the props but any lock bets count the longest streak for the month gets one thousand dollars in fanduel credit and the contest absolutely free so go ahead and download the sharp side app today now let's get into the plays for the p.m slate here on FanDuel. let's start at second base with brian dozier 2700 So remember, this is the second game of a doubleheader, so let's make sure these guys are in the lineup. But if Dozier's in there, I really like utilizing him, especially in tournaments. Generally hits in that 7th spot for Washington. A lot of people ignore the guys down the line, but really tough to ignore this guy, especially his numbers against lefties, and this is not a one-season type of thing. This guy's been doing it for a long time, but as you see, the Woba well over 400, the ISO well over 250, and Freeland... Love to utilize that fastball against righties. 41% of the time, that's his pitch. The numbers jump way up for Dozier. Almost a five-hundred Wova against that pitch. And Iso sitting at a big four do Don't ignore Dozier just because he's hitting down the lineup. Great option tonight, under 3,000. All right, I promised you a starting pitcher with some big-time upside. We're going to go to the high end with Shane Bieber, 10,100. So we had Trevor Bauer in the spot yesterday and got it done against this Toronto team, a team I love to pick on with right-handed pitchers. Nine strikeouts for us in that game, and I think Bieber can give us a similar output. This is a guy that has 60 strikeouts over just his last seven starts, and we went over all the stats for Toronto yesterday. Bottom 10 in all the major categories, especially strikeouts. Eighth highest strikeout rate against right-handed pitcher, and Bieber have been very solid on the road lately. 40 or more Fanduel points now in four straight Road starts. I think he does it again. I think he outdoes Trevor Bauer and goes double-digit strikeouts here against the Blue Jays. Shane Bieber, my pitcher of choice here tonight at ten thousand one hundred. All right, so we spent up there. Let's get you some more value at the bats. Outfielder Dominic Smith, just twenty-four hundred. So you've seen him in here many times. He's been very good to us, and I think he's one of the better buy lows we still have on Fanduel at just twenty-four hundred. We're talking about a guy that's given us thirty-five Fanduel points twice. In just the last seven days alone, 35 fatal points at 2,400. Come on, easy play here on Dominic Smith. Second on New York in both ISO and Woba. The Woba at 396, the ISO at 269 against Riley's. And Lamette, good strikeout upside pitcher, but against Lefties, giving up almost a 400 weighted OBA, and ISO over 200. Tough spot for him here against a left handed heavy New York Mets team, but Dominic Smith, way too cheap in my opinion. At just 2,400. All right, let's search for some more home runs here at first base with Josh Bell, 3,800. So anytime I see Adam Wainwright on the slate, as you know, I think power hitters from the left side of the plate, and with Pittsburgh, that is going to be Josh Bell. So an easy plug and play for me here. I know he's been struggling a little bit lately, but what that's going to do, it's going to keep the ownership away as well. We're talking about a 338 ISO against right-handed pitching. 430 is the weighted OBA, and Adam Wainwright, like I mentioned. 382 Wobble Loud, an ISO over 200 at 221, and a lot of hard contact at 44%. I think Josh Bell gets it back on track here tonight, and the beer got tell me he's going yard against Wainwright at 3800. All let's keep the big boppers going at third base here with Anthony Rendon, 4200. So talk about locked in, this guy's absolutely locked in right now. Six multi-hit games for him over the last nine. We know this guy mashes left-handed pitching. He does it every single season. 321 ISO, 452 the weighted OBA, and a lot of hard contact as well at 51%. Kyle Freeland, definitely somebody I want to load up against. You've already seen Dozier in here. Rendon, honestly, I could have done a six-pack. All of Washington tonight, one of my favorite stacks for this evening slate but 284 in the iso department a huge number 42 and a half hard contact and the Woba approaching 400 allowed for kyle freeland anthony rendon stays hot here tonight pay that price 4200 one of the best premium bats on the slate now time for my favorite play on the slate but before we do that guys who's your favorite play who's your beast in the night get in the comment section let's get as many votes for beast of the night as we can there let's help everybody else out and while you're there on youtube guys i need two things I need to subscribe to the channel know when these videos are released also need you to hit that thumbs up button tells me you're enjoying your time here in the fantasy bar now before we wrap it up for today let's take a look at my favorite play you know mass the beast of the night All right, beast time, and the home run parade continues here. We're going back to the well on my boy, Nelson Cruz, 4,000. Tonight's beast of the night. How do we not go back to Nelson Cruz here? Had him in the spot yesterday, paid off for us when he hit a home run, and he's done that now in three of the last four games. The numbers versus righties. We already know this guy's massive numbers against lefties. Don't need me to go through all those again, but the one that really jumps off the page and the one I want to remind you about 67% hard contact rate against left-handed pitching. J-Hap, as you see, already giving up 16 home runs this season. Gives up that lethal mix of fly balls and hard contact rate. Both numbers over 40%. And 51% of the time, the right-handed hitters, he uses a fastball. And against Nelson Cruz, that is not good news. 458, Woba 375 ISO, too many numbers here in the favor of Nelson Cruz against the lefty, good against fastballs, against the guy that gives up home runs, easy math here, Nelson Cruz, easily my favorite play, I'm FanDuel, and tonight's beast of the night. Alright guys, that wraps up here for Wednesday night in the Fantasy Bar, any comments, questions, feedback, hit the comment section right below the video, you can also reach out, follow me on Twitter, at BeerMakersFan, love talking MLB with you guys over there for rotogriders.com, I am bear and salut Best of luck here tonight, guys. We'll take tomorrow off, clean the bar up. We'll be back for a big Friday night in baseball. Good luck tonight, guys. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings,
1: FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current video's playlist. runner grinders dean here at steen 7904 if you want to get all technical on me it is five o'clock on the dot on the east coast two o'clock on the west coast four o'clock tennessee time five o'clock toronto canadian time at least for toronto of course i'm just live with a flagship show here at runner grinders it's called it's called grinders live it is sponsored by fantasy draft You're Joining joining today it's one pepsi seven who i feel like we haven't talked in a while pepsi you've been dodging me
2: dipping dodge duck dive what's up yeah, i don't think so it has been a little while it feels like a little while but uh, i'm happy to with my, uh, my best friend, Dean, as well. We always seem to have a good time here, and uh, maybe we have a better time off the show because we can't talk about on the show. But still, some good times to be had. It's, it's a great slate, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it tonight. What well, can't we talk about on the show? We're talking about off the show. This is the show. I realize that, but I mean, sometimes we get a little off track when we're talking just between ourselves and stuff. We can't talk about dating sites and the office and all these other things we talk about. Uh, you know, this is a baseball show, Dean. We should tell the people out there in chat that are still in the world of uh, living in 2009, Pepsi
1: recently discovered The Office. <laughs> he started, oh, wait, The Office? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fun show, and
2: Pepsi's on his first watch, and he started doing uh,
0: it. First hey, of I all,
2: can't... I've been aware of it for a long time. I just haven't watched it. It's the odd show that sneaks through the cracks, and I'm the guy who watches a lot of TV. When I had the time to watch TV, I generally watch sports. So, yes, I just started watching The Office. I love it. Uh, Dean actually recommended Curb Your Enthusiasm before that. I couldn't do it. I tried like oh. three times dean need to go back three times uh i tried some curious takes on curb your enthusiasm versus the office because i don't even think it's close i'm only in season three but i absolutely love the office even though it's ridiculously silly it's quite funny and entertaining yeah
1: no spoilers in the chat don't tell them what uh you know the season that jim dies or nothing like that because pepsi would get <laughs> very upset even Mangone is in chat he's giving you the business by the way because he's not seen anything and Mangone even is even aware of the office uh so uh, you just kind of know where you, you're one row, you're a
2: rung below Mangone when it comes okay. to being aware of culture. Mangone's a good dude, but isn't he the same guy that hasn't watched any movies like ever? Correct. Yes. He's not aware so, of it. I mean, Mangone's got nothing on me. I mean, the guy, the guy didn't even see Shawshank Redemption at one point, I don't think.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I had to, for- he had to lose a bet last year and I had to force him to see Shawshank Redemption because of it. Well, what a penalty.
2: Yeah. Uh, which is the best movie of all time, by the way.
1: Well, and you should tell the people in lieu of The Office for for years now, you've been watching a 90 Day Fiancé. That That's always been your go-to. So uh, you have time for TV. You just kind of delegate it to 90 Day Fiancé because that's kind of your guilty pleasure.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do watch that. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not going to lie to you. I do watch the 90 Day Fiancé. It's entertaining. It started with my ex-wife, you know, going to bed at night and having to watch something neutral that wasn't sports. So I would cave. And then I just kept watching. Now my sister and I get together every week or two and catch up and and watch Night Day Fiance. I even started watching, believe it or not, Married at First Sight. Oh, so, no. Yeah. The whole genre. I'm watching that. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not one of my proudest moments here, but so that's why I try to watch baseball instead.
1: It's good. It's, it's a good thing it's an eight game slate, by the way. We're going to talk baseball in just a second, obviously. Eight game slate going down tonight. Uh, we don't have lineups just yet, I don't think, for the Washington and Colorado games. Oh, no, so, They're the, the back half of a doubleheader uh fantasy draft i'm not sure if you're aware of this pepsi but coming soon a fantasy draft rake free dfs which of course means 100 percent of the entry fees we paid out 100 percent of the time to winners uh that should be happening they've been saying july maybe it gets pushed back to august but stay tuned as far as uh for more information on that uh the sharp side uh, app uh, if you guys are aware of it what's going down over there 1500 fan dual credit dollars up for grabs if you finish the first uh one through three you get a thousand for first uh 300 for second 200 for third, fourth through 10th, all win Rotobriners premium for a month. And, again, you want to have the longest streak or one of the top 10 longest streaks on the sharp side After That is free to play. Go ahead and check that out. Pepsi, we'll preserve uh, we'll the rest of the provost for the middle of the show. Sure, why not? Let's give it a touch. The people are getting restless in chat, I presume. They want to talk uh, They want to talk some baseball. It's an eight-gamer tonight. Give me the screenshot. What's our approach to this league?
2: Like? Yeah, they definitely don't want to talk about Nine day fiancé, I'm pretty sure. But I know. Today- yeah, no, you don't. But um, interesting slate. It's a pretty good eight-gamer, really, you know. Um, we've got three pitches in the top tier that really you could just throw them all in a, in a blender, mix them up, and, uh, and see what comes out. Although in a blender, that would kind of mush them all up, wouldn't it? But you get the idea. Um, <laughs> I really think it's Syndergaard, Beaver, Corbin. I know Corbin might be more popular, but really all three of these guys are in playing all formats. So that's interesting. We've got uh, at least a couple of standard offenses, maybe four teams that you can kind of go to and staff. we got some mid-tier arms. So we've got a little bit of everything here, despite it being a somewhat short slate here. So it, uh, yeah, it should be a fun well, one.
1: A couple tricky things. No Yankees lineup yet. Uh, no Minnesota lineup just yet. Gary Sanchez went in the I.L. So he's uh, he's not going to give it a go. The second best catcher in that game, of course. The best catcher. Uh, <laughs> sure, Garber, uh, Garber's just been insane. Wow. Uh, 11 total in that game, and uh, you know, it's been going off the last two days. I'm sure you've noticed that was a 14 12 yesterday.
2: Go ahead, can I interrupt you, Dean? I'm sorry, but th- that game last night, I'm sure you watched it as well. We were talking a little bit about it. That, that maybe this year at least is the best game I've ever seen. That was an amazing, entertaining game. I mean, maybe it's not for those guys that love the two pitchers duo, but that game, you know, you thought it was over several times, especially when you know, Minnesota had that what five run lead or four run lead, I guess, late, but. That game going back and forth, and even the innings where people didn't score, you know, the 20-minute innings loading the bases and then the diving catch at the end, that was the craziest game I've seen all year and easily the most entertaining.
1: Yeah, it definitely has a feel as far as playoff uh, playoff baseball. As close as playoff baseball is going to be in, like, well, game 100 of 162, whatever it may be, of course, Minnesota has not been in the playoffs for a while, I don't think. and uh, I don't think they're frauds. I think they're legit, and I hope they make it because they're, they're a lot of fun. There are a lot of boppers in that team, obviously. Uh, and we had a walk
2: off catch, right? Is that a thing? A walk off catch? Yeah. That's what we had last night, right? I mean, I guess it is. I, I just still think that uh, Hicks pulled the Kevin Pilar, or he just could have caught it, but wanted to dive for it and look better. I'm, I'm never a big fan of that. But it's still. Well, nice. I think <laughs> Kevin Pilar, the business for showboating, like for catching the ball, because you have to dive. I mean, the worry, though, is with Pilar, for example. It's like, dude, just catch the ball make it look easy because you're going to end up hurting yourself one of these days for no reason. That was my, my whole thing. But anyway, still a nice catch regardless of whether they had to dive or not. It's still an unbelievable game. But those guys, man, those, both those teams are savages in the bat- batting box, man. They just they don't give up at bats. They, they battle. It's just, you know, basically one through nine of both those teams, man, they're as good as it gets. And it, it's a lot of fun to watch. And I don't think it matters who the pitchers are they're going to struggle in a playoff series against each other. I thought just the Yankees are savages. Minnesota's got a bunch of savages as well. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Boone probably won't tell you that, but I think so. Uh, the
1: tricky thing, and like, a, you know, Ross Weatheredge, I'm sure you take a peek at that, on uh, you know, every single day. And Weatheredge was kind of popping the last two days in, in Minnesota. And Last I checked, it's actually got a negative slant, which is interesting because, you know, two competent pitchers there half and half an Odo Pretty decent bullpen on the New York side, but still at 11 total in that game is pretty interesting. Again, no lineups just yet. And uh the weather does change but last i saw it looks like it's a slightly negative uh at least you know, historically uh, speaking in that game uh let's jump to the pitchers Pepsi because it's pretty clear there's three big names at the top and there's obviously a break uh four Guard's the cheapest of the bunch you got corbin at the top you got Biebs in the middle uh i don't know how i think Center guard's your cash game play uh just you know you're facing in city eight city you get that boost as far as far as a k perspective uh i think he has i was, I was firing up the old uh uh, the lineup HQ, I believe you call it lineup headquarters. I do. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a seven and a half total as far as the K prop, but that's minus 143 juice on the over. So uh, Corbin's got seven and a half as well as far as his K prop against the Colorado lineup, but we don't know what it's going to be just yet. It'll be interesting to see, you know, back half of a doubleheader. Maybe we see, you know, Corbin, the lefty, and possibly Arenado or, or Story get the day off in the back end, which really I think would give him a boost to some degree. you got Bieber in the middle. Uh, my favorite amongst these three when you factor in asking price and probably even just raw points, I think it's Thor, is it not?
2: It is for me at least, you know. And, and you know, looking at the lineup uh, headquarters here, you can see that he's got the highest K prop as you mentioned. But all three guys at seven and a half. But what's interesting is he's the only guy with an extreme pitchers umpire. Corbin, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, we believe it's going to be a neutral umpire. And, of course, Beaver's got a hitter umpire. So, you know, that, that might give the edge if you're already kind of trying to fair. Like I said, all three of these guys are pretty close. Uh, so Cinder with an extreme pitches, umpire. That's nice to see. He's been brilliant in his last two starts, totaling 14 innings, 17 Ks versus one walk, which is nice. We also saw him ramp up his slider usage, which I think is a good thing for him because obviously it's working well for him. The last two opponents weren't great, obviously. I think San Fran and Miami there, but still, it's nice to see it while he's pitching. Everything's in his favor tonight against the San Diego Padres team that you mentioned. Second most strikeouts versus Rays all season long. He's the guy for me. In all formats, I give Syndergaard the edge. I certainly wouldn't talk yet to Corbin. I'm going to place some Bieber and GPPs as well. But uh, Syndergaard is still a top dog here.
1: Yeah, uh, let's, let's dig in and talk about that. Line. Let's fire up the old uh, the plate IQ here as far as the K perspective this season. And 24.4% against the standard righty collectively leading off is the T said over 30%. Great stick, obviously. But he does strike out a ton. Kays our king. The only guy that doesn't strike out much at all. Uh, you know, we're looking at, well, Marco and Machado, you know, at 17, 18%, which isn't necessarily appealing, but you got Renfo in there. You got Reyes in there. If you're going to go back to last night, we saw my, my arts nemesis, Jason Vargas. He did it again last night. Uh his smoke, smears, David Copperfield out there. Um, good for him. Uh, I, I did not roster him. I didn't really pick out him much. I mean, some are saying that Vargas is just clutch. What's your take on that? Vargas is not well, the clutch is not a thing. It's not even possible because Especially in baseball, because we have this conversation all the time, it's like this guy hit a rope of a line drive to the third baseman, and he's out, and that means like the pitcher was clutch.
2: Well, I not only is he clutch, but I, you know, you might even think that maybe he was due for regression, perhaps.
1: The chat is saying, "I have a widow's peak." Do I have a widow's peak? I'm sorry, I, I heard your question, but this was more important. Now I'm going to get all self conscious. Am I like one of the Munsters? Why a widow's peak going on here? Should I be I concerned? What saying a widow's peak? You know, with like your hair, it comes to like a point, like when you're, it's, it's an uh, early sign of, uh, you know, basically saying, you know, uh, you're you know, balding. Yeah, that's a nice one. Oh, I've never does. heard that before. Yeah.
2: Like, uh, what, what, is, what is the word I'm looking for? Your um, widow's peak is not a term in, uh, in Canada? That's I not mean, a thing? It could be. I've never heard that. I'm thinking receding hairline, I've heard more receding. I mean, everybody recedes a little bit as they get older. I think even I'm probably receding since the last 10 years or so but You're i want to talk about 28 though so you got some you know that would be 27, early 27 easy now 27 but i want to talk more about how clutch vargas is and how do you are to be playing <laughs> i am not due to be playing vargas uh, unless the slate
1: dictates it but i don't uh, anticipate that assuming it's a you know full 15 gamer i did not play him last night my pitchers a good last night I actually had a slightly profitable despite not playing vargas last night it was a slightly profitable night uh, one night we did well. Well, One site we did well. One slight, uh you know, one we did not do so well. But whatever. Uh, we're, it's just daily fantasy sports, Pepsi. We don't care about yesterday. We don't care about tomorrow. We care about tonight and tonight only. Jason Marcus isn't playing, so let's not talk about him. I don't, why are we even bringing him up? And then Mangone's in the chat talking about uh, Trey Turner hit for the cycle last night, which is kind of funny because uh, yesterday. And we'll show, we'll do this on the old screen share. You know, the you partook in the expert survey today. Maybe we'll show the people what's going on there as far as the expert survey. If you have a uh, RG Premium, that's just one thing you get. Uh, lineup HQ, Cheeses Million Dollar Musings, the expert rankings, Crunch Time, which comes on after us, Roth uh, and Ross Weather, his Weather Edge as well, Premium Podcast, ownership percentage, Slate IQ, yada, yada, yada. But uh, yesterday means, Andy means that he's going to tilt me and say that uh, Kristen Yelich is going to hit for the cycle. So it wasn't Yelich, it happened to be Trey Turner. And I was watching that game because I had some Turner shares and me. The crowd went nuts when he got a double and like, I, maybe it's just me and maybe it was just my DFS thought
2: process, but I would have preferred a homer there at the end. A second home run would have been a little bit more cool. I mean, I mean, you can still cheer for the double. I mean, it is a cool thing to cycle still. I mean, I understand it's done overrated and you hate it, but it's difficult. It's, it's very difficult, which is pretty cool. So uh, you'll certainly take that night if you roster trade Turner, but it's funny every time I see a guy hit for the cycle, I immediately think of you and how long before the tweet comes out. <laughs> That's what's funny about that, but. Would you have taken Trey Turner's cycle versus Cano's three-homer night? I would rather have There's
1: there's a lot of fun, like, catchy term for Cano banging out three homers, so we don't acknowledge that. So Yeah,
2: that was pretty cool. We hit the last one off the left It was a bomb. I was like, wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, on yesterday's show, I told somebody not to play Robinson Cano. Sorry about that, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you host the shows and not, uh, you're not the analyst. Yeah, well, I said, uh, I said, don't. Uh, yeah, what well, if we not play Robinson Cano? Because he wasn't. Eh, well, whatever.
2: He was facing a good pitcher in San Diego, but uh, yeah, and he hasn't I, been hitting well. But the price is still good. I mean, again, tonight he's still in play, and did we want to pick on Lament? No, and we'll get to second base obviously later. But for his price point, the guy's still a professional hitter. You can still play him, and obviously nobody saw the three homer game coming. Two against Paddock, who's been unreal, and then one off the Lefty. I mean, there's just some things you can't predict. That's what makes this fun.
1: Okay, so we love Syndergaard as our favorite player. Let's have the conversation as far as Corbin versus Bieber. The tricky part is I really want to see this Colorado lineup because I think it affects the conversation.
2: Yeah, we might not see it till later on. So let's pretend like it's normal. We're going to pretend like, you know, Blackman, our story, Story Aronado, and Desmond, more importantly, are in the lineup. We're going to assume those three guys are in. We have to roll with that. And if we lose one of those bats, then it's a bonus, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, tell me why – I think you had Bieber slightly ahead of Corbin, and I, 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 th- I think I disagree. I'm probably going to disagree. But t- tell me why you like the Biebs.
2: I don't dislike the Biebs, but to give me this yeah, answer. It's close. Like I said, I'm going to mostly have center guard. I'm not playing a ton of lineups. So if I'm playing four, I may end up with three center guards. I haven't completely decided yet. But I just think Bieber's the kind of guy that just – he always seems to fly under the radar. I know his price point's a little high now, but I just feel like he never gets the ownership, and that's why I'm more interested. I feel like he can have one of those games where he could go seven strike out 10, and get maybe 12% ownership, that sort of thing. So I'm more intrigued about the fact that I think he might get ignored with Thor and Corbin on the mound tonight, in the same price range. So that's kind of where I'm on. If he was in the same ownership range, I might pass on him for Corbin, because I obviously like the matchup for Corbin as well here. But uh, it's not a strong take. It's basically an ownership play, I think, is why I'm going to play Beaver in a GBP over Corbin.
1: Okay, here's where I say the ownership's fluid and all that, but I'm gonna uh, I'm curious where the ownership is at as far as pitchers. Uh, we have, as of right now, uh, obviously this gets changed. Uh, Jimino and his team are kind of tinkering with it all the way up the lock. But as of right now, we have Corbin at 34%, Syndergaard at 30%, and the Biebs at 21%. So maybe you're on to something as far as, you know, getting Bieber at like, uh, you know, just 70% of the ownership of those guys. And I'm surprised. I thought Syndergaard was uh, the outright better play than Corbin. He's a little bit cheaper too, so – and I think, by the way, I think you could make this slate work where your roster a go
2: double barrel as far as studs. Is that something you've tinkered with? Yeah, that- I did a little bit. I was gonna play a little bit more as we get off the air and we see some more value pop up, hopefully. But yeah, there's a there's a couple value spots you can go. I believe I made a bieber sindergaard lineup. I don't think I touched Corbin. I'll just to give you an idea and um, put some value in there. And thought, you know what? After three or four hitters, you know, I put in there. I thought, yeah, I th- I could make this work. So I'm definitely gonna do it for at least one, one maybe two of the uh, the four lineups tonight. What about your boy the Stroh show? We were talking pre-show the possibility this might be
1: his last start uh, ever for Toronto uh, with the you know the creeping up as far as the trade deadline. Obviously Toronto's not going anywhere. They're thinking about the future. They think about you know all their players uh, that are sons of like you know, Hall of Famers basically. And I don't know if Strowman's in their future. I think he might have one year left on his contract, but uh, if nothing else, he's definitely you know on the uh, the trade. Uh, you know he's on you know he's available. I suspect that's kind of here as what I hear as far as rumors. He's just
2: too expensive. I don't like his price. I can't talk to it. You know, Stroman's a good dude. Uh, he's a good pitcher in real life. He's not a guy that I ever really roster in, in DFS. Maybe if he's facing Detroit, White Sox, something to that effect, where you know he can go his six or seven innings, get his ground balls, and generate maybe a Cape running. And this is not a good start versus Cleveland. He's also this kind of pitcher you never want to pick on. He throws those bowling balls at you. He's a hard guy to square up. So, um, yeah, the price point really puts him out of play versus the Cleveland offense. It's pretty patient, starting to wake up a little bit. And of course, there's no real K upside there for him, and there's no real discount either. So I mean, yeah, it's tough. Stroman's an easy fade tonight, and if it's the last start for him, I mean, where would he go? Let's say the Jays trade him. Where do you think he's going?
1: Uh, who needs pitching? Everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Depending on is McCullers coming back this
2: year for Houston, or is he done this year? I this is not something I. I'm not sure. Like, I mean, maybe they could get him back later on. I believe he's coming back mid-season. But, um, like, he's going to start throwing or pitching soon, I believe. But I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, everybody needs pitching. But Houston might be the one team that doesn't have to go out and get it. Boston's desperate. They could use some instruments from New York as well. So, maybe there's some appeal there to get a hometown boy. But uh, I'm going to say he ends up with the Yankees. Everybody ends up with the Yankees eventually. Uh, then there's Odorizzi uh,
1: against those Yankees who's been kind of sort of lucky to some degree, but fly ball tendencies and probably doesn't match up very well uh, against that Yankee lineup. We have, you know, no Sanchez, obviously, but there's still plenty of power lurking. Uh, Lemaitre, or Denison LeMay, however you would prefer to say that, against the Mets. Uh, you talked about, you know, Syndergaard Thor having the, the positive umpire behind home plate. Lamette has it as well. Uh, nice ballpark as well, too. I just don't love – the price is fine. I just prefer – we'll talk about the step-downs in a second. Uh, more playable on Fandle, where it's just it's a better, more economical price. Yeah. Of course, you're only yeah. firing one dude out there, but I think he's kind of playable there. And the tricky part there is he probably doesn't go six innings. He, he's just not going to go very deep, throw like 80 to 85 pitches, maybe 90 if you're lucky. Uh, he's fine. Uh, give me your thoughts as far as the mids here, because we're kind of creeping up with the guys that uh, I'm kind of interested in. Uh, any of these guys going kind to of jump out for you?
2: Yeah, as you said, I mean, Rizzi's not a guy I'm interested today versus the Yankees. Um, You know, Tehran's not a guy that I really want to play. The underlying numbers are not good, although he's probably fine versus Kansas City, I guess, but the upside's limited here. But Denison LeMet's a guy that we like, you know. uh, Generates big-time strikeouts. It doesn't seem like, you know, Tommy John has hurt him much coming back and throwing strikeouts. We know he's on a bit of a pitch count, which is unfortunate. And, um, of course, the extreme pitchers umpire, as you mentioned, is a nice. So I'm going to play him on Fanduel, I think, at least a lineup I'm going to load up but I don't think he's going to get into my DK lineups here because there's guys that, uh, you know, maybe it's just as much upside, maybe a little safer in terms of a longer leash and, and they're cheaper here. And we're going to get to those guys. So Lynette's not a guy that I'm really interested on DK, although I agree with you, if you're playing him somewhere, you can play him on FanDuel, hope for 30 to 40 points, I guess, and uh, load up your offense and hope the Bouts win it for you. In Chicago, Marlins
1: versus uh, the White Sox, two of the worst offenses of all in all of baseball, especially against righties. Uh, And, you know, the weather seems positive uh, considering that ballpark, at least according to weather edge as of right now. uh, You know, slightly a negative uh, historically the way it's played out in the 96-game sample. Ronaldo Lopez, I mean, he's certainly a Jekyll and Hyde. He's not a fun roster, obviously. He's come off two great starts against Tampa and against Oakland. The Marlins, yeah, they grabbed DH, but spoiler alert that DH is terrible. Uh, They also strike out a fair bit as well, too. Uh, I like Lopez. And on the other side, I mean, Lopez is, you know, I might have... The second most amount, if I depending on how much I want bats, basically. Like, center guard's probably the guy I, I have the most. I'm going to try to pair center guard with some Corbin, maybe a little Beaver. But uh, stepping down to a guy like Lopez, who's got a really fair price on both DK and fantasy draft. Or on the other side, Zach Allen, you know, rookie, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball in the minor, minor leagues this year. I know he scuffled this year to some degree, but he's had some tough matchups. And uh, he's had some tough matchups from a walk perspective as well, too. He's He wasn't wild in the minors, and he's been a little wild in the majors. That's because he's faced some patient teams. These White Sox, Pepsi, not only are they terrible, but they're not patient either. They will get out quickly. Uh, he's another guy that's probably not going to go terribly deep, maybe six or so. He's not going to get pinch hit or obviously the uh,
2: American League. But I'm into both these guys. These are my two favorite pitchers in the mid-tier. Completely on board. Couldn't have said any better myself. Love Gallon and Lopez. Those are two guys I'm looking at as my cheapies to go with the, uh, one of these top three aces here today. I'm not even really leaning anybody heavily uh, I think that if I had to pick one, probably I'd go to Lopez. He's got the better matchup, maybe a little bit longer leash. And, uh, you know, he's got some easy innings in there, even if he's not striking out a ton of guys. But I still think he can strike out a batter per inning. Gallon, obviously, the, the more talented pitcher. And the White Sox will strike out, as you mentioned, the not patient. But uh, you worry about him maybe only going five innings. Um, obviously, the White Sox bats are a little better, too. So if anybody's going to get smacked around a little bit, you're a little more confident, maybe guys like Abreu and Moncada and whatnot, versus some of these guys for the uh, – marlins bats although i don't mind the marlins value out there but yeah like them both i'm playing them both um like i guess i'm probably doing four laps tonight so i might go two gallon two lopez i could see myself going three lopez and one gallon if i need the extra savings as well but they're very close like them both tonight and uh really not much else around them or lower than that to be honest
1: yeah well we'll mention a couple of names i suppose in passing but just to kind of speak to that by the way pepsi the, the old plate iq as far as gallon Again, four walks last time out. Five before that. Again, he's faced some teams that have been patient. This Chicago team that's starting today, Goings, you know, at twenty-two point two percent as far as walk percent. That's a nine. That's a nine at bat sample. Just throw that out. We're talking about six point four percent collectively. Four point seven on Garcia, John Jay in a small sample four percent. Abreu at four percent. They strike out at twenty-five point nine percent. It's a ton of strikeouts. It's no. It's no walks. And also, they're not good. Like when they hit the ball, they stink. Outside of like Mancada and Abreu, so uh, it's hard not to like Gal to some extent. Like you mentioned, I don't think he's gone beyond. Uh, yeah, he's not made it a the sixth inning just yet. Or he's it, the, the deepest he's gone all season long is 5.1, uh, five and a third. But he has thrown ninety five pitches, ninety two pitches the last two two times out. So maybe he has not been super efficient. Well, he definitely hasn't been super efficient because again, he's thrown what five walks and four walks in those two games. And yeah. I'll take the under on four walks today versus the White Sox for Gallon. And, again, this is a guy that was not walking people in the minor leagues for what it's worth. So uh, is there anything else that's worth acknowledging? I, I think the one guy that we can give a head nod to that people are talking about is Lyles, who's, you know, better against righties, and St. Louis is kind of beat up. It's a bad ballpark, especially for righties there in Pittsburgh. You know, I'm okay with Lyles, but it's just not that much more for Lopez, not that much more for Gallen. But uh, what's your take as far as Lyles as far as the junk today?
2: Yeah, I agree. You, you can give him the head down. If somebody told me they really wanted to play Lyles because they needed the money, I wouldn't say that's an awful play. As you mentioned, he's been really good versus righties. I think, a K percentage of a 26%. We know the Cardinals are mostly right-handed. And the left is thrown out there like uh, Colton Wong and Dexter Fowler, They're not guys that you're really afraid of. So I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, I guess uh, Stripling is also in play as well. We know the Angels don't strike out a lot, but he's a good pitcher. The quality starts there for him if you uh, want to play the ownership game or you really don't trust Allen or Lopez, because, you know, it's a possibility that either or both could not pitch well here. Uh, I don't hate the idea of stripling. If you're just looking to, uh, you know, get that quality start and let the bats work for you. But uh, I'd say it's probably about it down here. Everybody else I'd really pick on, I think.
1: Yeah. If stripling was this cheap last year, I'd be all over it, but like, he's just, you know, he hasn't had like that one great game. He was really good against Boston uh, and, you know, five innings and 68 pitches, but you're really going to thread the needle on that. You talked about how, the Angels uh, don't strike out, obviously. Yeah, they're going to grab uh, – they're going to lose Otani most likely, and uh, he'll be replaced by a pitcher, which is certainly a plus. And it was nice to see Stripling throw, uh, 90 pitches his last time out, which I think uh, that's the most he he's thrown the entire season. Yeah, it, it is, yeah. Yeah, so maybe the pitch count isn't too much of a concern. I just hate the matchup there for the Angels. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say you're wrong to throw him in the conversation. He's probably going to have low ownership in a, a guy like Lopez or even a guy like Gallon. So, something yeah. we can check out. But what, what are we think they're projecting as far as ownership is? Because
2: Otani is in the lineup, by the way. just came out for the interest here. Oh. So, Otani, see, so you nailed that. And uh, yeah, it makes it a little bit easier for him. <laughs> that <was> <laughs> but, uh, what's that? Did you say I nailed that? You nailed that. Well done. <laughs> he didn't nope. play yesterday, and he's a Nobody, nobody saw that coming.
1: <laughs> Did he play? Hold uh... on. Oh, well, are you sure he's in the lineup?
2: I said he's not in the lineup.
1: Oh, OK. OK. I'm sorry. I thought he yes, was that. Okay, I thought you were being sarcastic. I thought you were being smart. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, uh, we're looking at Fletcher, Trout, Upton, Calhoun, Kuos. Simmons, uh, Rangifo, Kevin Smith. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob are back, by the way. They're making a new one. I'm sure you're excited about that. Is that in your wheelhouse
2: or no? Say it again? Jay and Silent Bob, are you aware of those characters? I know it's been, it takes you like 20 years. You said it so quickly, I didn't catch what you said there. I'm with you now.
1: Okay. They're making a new movie. I, I know you're like 20 years behind pop culture, so you might see the first one
2: in like that's, uh Canna Reeves? <laughs> you're thinking of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I do not even know much about it then. They're actually making another Bill and Ted's. Well, that's what I thought I heard. Keanu Reeves was doing a new movie, and it was one of those ones, but uh, I haven't seen either one of those, to be honest. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a classic. The Bogus Journey pass, full pass on The Bogus Journey. I, I must have seen that one. Bits or parts of at least, I think. But man, it's 100 years ago now. Summarize pitching, Pepsi. Well, I mean, for me at the top, it's it's Thor. It's it's no synagogue in all formats. I love him versus this uh, Padres team. The strikes at a ton. Again, he's been much better since he's ramped up his slider usage. I think it continues tonight. It's a little cheaper than their two aces as well. So I love him best in all formats. Uh, I'll go to Bieber over Corbin. I'll stick with that just because of ownership. If ownership's not a thing to you, I can certainly see why Corbin would be the play. And if we lose a story or an auto. That would certainly give Corbin the edge to Bieber. And of course, those lineups are not out yet. So uh, that's where we're on the top tier. Mid tier, uh, Dilson Lemets, interesting on DK, but a little too expensive for me. I would go to Fandle to play him. And the mid tier, I much prefer Zach Gallon and uh, Lopez. I'll give Lopez the edge. And we did mention if you're looking to save even more money, Jordan Lyles has quality start appeal. And a Gothic stripling could be a nice pivot off of Gallon or Lopez if you're looking to go that route.
1: I'm being told in chat that I am a curmudgeon, and that's probably not the first time I've been told that. But uh, apparently, no, no. it's my take on the bogus journey. It's not good. Bill and Ted's book. Maybe you have to be high to watch it, or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> I never watched it years ago, but uh, uh, maybe I'll revisit it. It's one of maybe it's
2: the reversal, like some of the not, terrible movies. You not watch that watch. we're endorsing that, by the way. Well, some states are cool with it, you know. But I'm, no, I I'm, whatever, man. It depends what you're high on. I guess we should just stay away from this think, Dean. I'm high on Kiana Reeves. Uh, this is a seamless segue right into our promos. The back I was, end. I was never a big Keanu Reeves fan. He was a really cool dude and a really nice guy and all that, but I just, I can't, I'm not a, a Keanu Reeves guy. The internet loves Keanu Reeves. There's some
1: great Keanu Reeves stories out there, and I'm, I'm a fan. I, I, he won't be over for sure. Hardball, if nothing else. G, baby. Uh, RIP. All right. Uh do want to mention what's going down as far as uh, the Roto riders draft kit uh, for best ball seasonal as well. It's less than $40, less than 40 smackers, $39, 99 precise. 99 cents if you want to get all technical and precise on me. And uh, that comes with a $25 comp ticket to the draft best ball championship. Uh, back half of the season for baseball, golf as well. So RG Premium is discounted. For a single site, you can get baseball for less than $85. Uh, golf less than 90 for combo sites. You can get uh combo site for either baseball or golf for less than $100. And Pepsi, of course, if you are rocking the Roto-Grinders avatar, I know you are, when you finish in the top 10 of certain contests, uh, you get yourself, uh, and, you know, our, our, our fabulous multitasking producer, D-Train, is going to go ahead and drop the link for you guys out there uh, to get more information on that. If you guys rock the RG uh, badge, you finish in the top 10 of certain contests, you uh, get yourself one month of free RG premium. And we like to acknowledge those that are rocking the badge. So here are some shout-outs for y'all. Uh, Amberino1234, Big Mill, teevsky, and uh, Chicopo. Jacopo. That's
2: what we're going with. <laughs> you see the list as well. Does that look like Jacopo to you? I mean, I saw it. I just thought it'd be fun listening to you trying to pronounce it. I'm happy I don't have to. So, well, there you go. Hey, well, hey,
1: you made fun of me for being the host and like the.
2: You, you yeah. just. You, you actually do a, play a play. pretty good job on those. I'm really disappointed. I thought you'd butcher a lot more names. Well, there you go. What are, What are you gonna do? The show is still
1: young. Uh, give me a. We're gonna talk hitters now. Let's talk some sticks. Give me a batter or
2: two that are your core plays that you're building your lineups around. I think that uh, this Bellinger guy for the Dodgers is pretty good. I mean, okay, how about this? Two questions for you. Season ends today. Is he the National League MVP? Uh, I mean, it's him or Yelich. I have to compare and contrast, but I don't know. I'm not I'm
1: not, gonna, I'm not in a position to say one is playing better than the other. I'd have to look at it and dig into it. But I, I assume
2: they're one, too. Do you have a hot take on that? I mean – it's tough. I mean, it really is tough. I guess it, there's a lot to play out before the rest of the season goes, but maybe Yellis gets the edge there, maybe stolen bases and more valuable to his team, perhaps. I don't know. The other thing is you could even argue that Bellinger's the best hitter in baseball right now. Well, no, that's Trout. It's always Trout. You can throw a Trout and Yelich the in there, I guess. I'm just saying, the guy has been unbelievable, especially when it comes to hitting right into pitching. Bellinger's a guy I love tonight. We know Bria has those reverse splits, but I don't care. It's basic to me. It's, it's Bellinger versus a righty, and the entire bullpen minus, I think, one lousy arm. Is right handed, so I splits in his favor all night on the road. Uh, it's, it's just a good matchup here in general. And, um, I love Bellinger, sorry, he's not on the road here, he's not home, but uh, I just love it. I love Bellinger here. I, I was gonna go with Anthony Rendon here, and I figured that he was gonna be fairly popular tonight, but it doesn't look like Rendon is as popular as I thought it would be. So, Rendon's another guy that I absolutely love. You could throw a Jock Peterson there too. All three of these guys really interchangeable as a top bat, uh, kind of like the three pitching arms we have tonight in the high dollar tier but uh, Lev Rendon as well Uh, Friedland's been awful he massed his lefties in a big game earlier today hopefully remains hot here and uh, hopefully he's not as popular as I think so I'd say Bellinger is is probably one and and Rendon 1A and of course Jock Peterson get a little bit discount going down to him and again less likely to get the pinch hit risk because of the fact that the Angels bullpen is mostly bad and right-handed. So, uh,
1: Washington lineup is out by the way. Turner, Eaton, Rendon, Soto, Howie Kendrick, Dozier, uh, Robles, and Jan Gomes. Um, I, I think I'm going to have less of the Dodgers in the field, and I understand they have a six total, which I believe is the highest in the board. But you, you kind of reference it as far as Jaime Barilla and his reverse splits. And uh, I was kind of pulling him up last year too. Like the, the sample we have in the majors, I think basically last year was his first season. Um, yeah, well, let's go ahead and fire this up on the old plate IQ Pepsi because, and I understand I'm not trying to de- deter anybody away from playing the Dodgers. I'm just probably going to have less. But
2: I'm know. with you actually, to be honest. Like as far as stacking them goes, I'm with you. There's just not a single bat out there, maybe you know the exception of Rendon that I like more than maybe a, a you know a, a very moderately priced Peterson or a uh, or a Bellinger in terms of being the top bat. But I'm with you though, as far as stacking goes. I think I'll be a little lower on to them as well. I think I'm in on the Braves and like
1: Acuna and Judge before I'm in on Bellinger. And, again, I'm a, and he's more expensive than both those guys as well, too. By yeah. the team. Uh, like and to if you pull up Maria's – Maria's splits. He's actually been good against lefties. You know, his two years yeah. – you know, ISO at 145 is solid. Wobo at 294 is solid. Uh, a K percentage of 22%. Again, I know Bellinger's not your standard lefty. I know Bunty's legit as well, too. Yeah. But he just gets absolutely shellacked by righties. Uh, 208 as far as the ISO, a 373 as far as the WOBA the last two seasons. And I don't know. I mean, this could be a bad take, but I, I plan on having less Dodgers on the field. I might like to be like one Dodger like Justin K-Stack, but uh, besides
2: that, I'm just hoping Maria's
1: like, okay.
2: And I mean, I think for me, it's more about the power and upside of Bellinger and a guy like Jock Jams and again, his price point than it is about Brea. Yeah, he's been a good against lefties, but he's certainly not facing these Dodgers. And these guys are in Belichick's case, one of, if not the best hitter in baseball right now. So it's a little different. But, yeah, in terms of loading up on Dodgers and expecting to score, you know, 15 runs, I don't necessarily see that tonight. I think Berea could get by, but I still think you've got to have exposure to these power lefties. And even a guy like Turner is in a good spot to really believe in the splits, you know what I mean? But uh, I understand what you're saying. Standard lineup for Colorado
1: looks like Blackman, Story, Arenado, Dahl, Desmond, Murphy, Hampson, and uh, Iannetta. We're looking at, what, three lefties for Corbin. Uh, so you don't get the benefit of like one of the the, the elite players as far as story or 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 even Blackman taking a seat on the back end of the double header, uh, a draft sponsor the show. Of course, you do not have to roster a catcher there. You can, if you want to, but for sites where you have to roster a catcher, Pepsi, it's so weird. Just kind of the way the build works today, but we're going to have like on DK, like 2.7 K Yon Gomes batting eighth at home, the worst possible position to be in. And I think he's going to be fairly chalky. Is that like a legitimate read?
2: Yeah, I mean, catch is a position we really want to save money at usually, and if you're gonna go double barrel tonight, which I'm gonna do in a couple of lineups, so that's what we're gonna to have to do. And there's not a lot to love value-wise as a catcher. I mean, it's probably gonna not be in, you know, Gomes for me. Maybe a guy like even Austin Romine. He's a little more expensive. He's batting ninth though on the road. It's just, it's not pretty down there. I mean, the best bad is Mitch Garver. If you can get to Mitch Garver, great. And that's something maybe you could do if you're playing a Jordan Miles or a couple guys in the mid-tier, or maybe both guys in the Chicago-Miami game, which is interesting. I might even do a build like that to get Garver in there. But, um, yeah, at that discount, you know, facing Freeland has not been good. A bullpen by Colorado has not been good either. Uh, your best bang for your buck is definitely Gomes, and your top bat overall is Garver. So you fire up
1: the plate IQ this season. The sample's not particularly huge for Garver, but against lefties, right? 72 plate appearances, Pepsi. He's got a 475 ISO and a
2: 545 WOBA. That's, that's insane. absolutely insane. Now, nobody would have guessed that. If you said, whose numbers are these? How many guesses before people get to Mitch Garver?
1: You're talking about like, uh, well, yeah, th- that's got to be one of the highest. You know, in a sample of like 80 or so, it's got to be one of the highest in the league. You know, we talk about uh, Nelly Cruz, how he annihilates see, He's a 409 as far as an ISO, 426 as far as a WOBA, which is also really, really good. Uh, hard hit rate for Garber at 64% Cruz and 63%, of course, they are facing the lefty there in half. Uh, Garber is pricing; He's got like 20 homers or so. He's justifying it. Uh, so, for sure, you can play him in your tournaments. I don't think he makes your cash game build, as you talked about. If you're going double barrel, he just doesn't make it because we live in the world of a salary cap.
2: Give me some catchers in the mid-tier that kind of do something
1: for you if anybody out there is uh, worthwhile to-
2: I can't, honestly. I, I mean, I played around a little bit. I strategized a little bit, and all I ended up on was value. And In this case, it's Gomes. Now we know that he's in the lineup. Now, like again, if you want to get off of him to go to maybe an Austin Barnes or a Romine, sure. I don't think they're better hitters and they're more expensive. Certainly don't know why you would. And again, I tried to get to the Garber some. I went down cheap others. I don't have anybody recommend. I mean, if you're <laughs> stacking the Braves, go get McCann in there. I don't mind McCann as a one-off home run guy or – You know, you throw the the guy that you're stacking in there. That makes sense as well here. But um, there's nothing to like from the mid-tier. I don't want to recommend a mid-tier guy that I'm not even going to play or don't like Deans. I I really can't do it. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. uh, Just your thought on the Braves in general against Keller, who has to give up a ton of homers. How how are you handling the Braves? Because
2: I I, I think I'm going to be over on them uh, today. I think they're one of my pivots off the Dodgers. They're my sneaky stack, if that is a thing today on an eight-game slate and the expert survey. So I do like them. I like the possibility of just their lineup in general. We always know kind of where it's coming from: some power, some speed. Kelly, not a guy that I have to pick on in general, but um, not as good as his numbers are, I don't think. And of course, he's had some pretty easy matchups that he's exploited recently, which is you know good for him. Um, so yeah, I like the Braves a little bit. Like I said, McCann might be that one mid-tier bat where if you you know you can't get up to Garver, but you got some money to play with. If you're looking for a home run. He might be that one guy hitting the sixth hole. That I don't mind. Again, if I'm stacking the Braves, I would throw McCann in there, um, just because, of course, it's a catcher position that's pretty weak. But um, I like the Braves. I don't. I don't like them as much as I like, uh, you know, Washington and the Dodgers tonight. Um, but uh, I would say the Braves are at least a top four stack. So you being overweight of them is interesting because I, I think they'll come in third or fourth overall in terms of uh, stacking ownership. In our ownership
1: projections, we now have team ownership projections, which is kind of cool. We will take a peek at that later on when we do the screen share. Uh, Freeman at first base, if Bunny isn't a thing, is Freeman your top guy?
2: Actually, you know, I, ah, that's tough. It's close. I mean, I think I like Jock because we are getting a little bit of discount site-dependent, of course. And, again, I love playing Jock when he doesn't have the possibility of getting pinch hit for and It's unlikely with all those righties in there. So Keller, again, a guy that I don't have to pick on. So I'll give the slight edge to Jock here. Um, but I absolutely love Freeman, too. I think Freeman's the pivot off of him, and in your cash games, Freeman's a little safer, I believe. Shock may have a little more upside, and, of course, depending on here's stack, and you don't want to leave either one of those guys out of your stack.
1: Yeah, just to confirm, I pulled up the, uh, the Angels' bullpen, and, and assuming they made no changes today, it's just one arm like you talked about. of uh, de Mejia, Uh so, you know, like you said, probably going to see a slew of righties and a slew of righties. Even a Bria doesn't get shellacked, but you might get three or four innings against righties. Right. With those boppers, uh, you can kind of make up a difference in the last few innings. I'm, I'm scared to not have the Dodgers, and I, I, think, I think Peterson's fine. By the way, Muncy's batting second. A different lineup here for the Dodgers. you got Peterson, then Muncy, uh, Turner, uh, which, by the way, righty on righty is kind of a sneaky
2: one. I, l- I like the
1: leprechaun there versus Berea.
2: Same with Pollock. Pollock's interesting, too. Batting five, he could get missed. He's got the splits, I guess, in his favor, we can say, with of being reverse splitsy.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm totally okay with that. And, of course, you can stack it up as well. Um, I like Freeman versus Keller. I know Keller has not been particularly great. He's been better of late, but also not giving up a lot of homers. Been lucky as far as home with the fly ball. Been protected by his ballpark to some degree as well. And also, he's a big ground ball guy. But uh, despite all that, I- I'm good with Fat Five Freddie in tournaments. No void today for the Yankees, just E5. Uh, Rocking the parrots. How-, how are
2: you enjoying uh, your boy, actually yeah, go on the Yankees? Does it, does it disgust you? I don't know. I don't know that he's necessarily my boy anymore. I, I like Evan. I think he's a good guy, good ball player. was fun to have here. I mean, I don't hate the Yankees as much as I used to, like we talked about. I mean, hate's a pretty strong word. But growing up as a, as a Jays fan, you know, and just a baseball fan in general outside of New York, the Yankees aren't very popular. But we talked about it earlier. I just – I don't really have a hate on for the Yankees anymore. There's some, some good guys there, and they haven't been there for a while, it seems. So, I, I don't mind it so much. But, yeah, I cheer for everyone. I'd like to see him win a ring. I think that would be nice. That would be one thing that would be okay what the Yankees winning the world series though but he is a nice pivot you know we talked about Peterson we talked about Freeman he's the guy that could get overlooked a bit uh order Rizzi throughout his career another guy's been kind of reverse blitzy there so uh, it hasn't been as good lately so you know guys may stay away from the Yankees because of order Rizzi and I'm not gonna have a lot of the Yankees to be honest but I do think we could certainly stack the Yankees and they could surprise tonight by putting up another double digits and runs here and him batting and clean up in the order I think if you're building multiple laps you do want to get a piece of him and uh you know, like I said, I think he is your best pivot outside of a Peterson or a Freeman, because I think that both Peterson and Freeman are really heavily owned compared to him.
1: Uh, Keystone was just in second base. We're seeing Albie's the jump in the lineup as well too. He's in second versus Keller, uh, uh, Swanson. He's not playing tonight. I see he's not getting a go. Robbie Cano is still crazy cheap. I know we uh, we like Lamette to some extent, but you know if you just want to flat out punt it, that's fine. DJ Lemay, he has been obviously awesome this year. Uh Torres, to a lesser degree, is also available at, at second base. Who's jumping out for you at second? Are we, are we spending up or are we spending down?
2: I'm not spending much money here. I mean, if I'm on a Dodger stack, I think Muncy's interesting because he's so expensive, especially on fantasy draft and, and DK, that he might get left off a little bit. And speaking of a Dodger stack, actually, I wanted to mention that. We talked about reverse splits a little bit. be interesting to go Bellinger down that lineup, getting a hold of guys like Turner, Pollock, Kiki even, with those reverse splits, to be a little different with the Dodgers. Going maybe Bellinger down. And getting some of those righties in there. and You don't want start, Turner? You know, um, starting with, uh, oh, sorry, starting with tournament, not Bellinger. Starting with Turner and kind of going down to get, you know, four of those righties with Bellinger in those things. So uh, I think that's an interesting way to go. But back to Muncie. Yeah, Muncie's the guy that, again, it's going to get the lowest ownership, I think, out of all these Dodgers, especially at that price point here on, on fantasy draft. Um, but most of them save money. Adam Fraser leading off. I like that. Cano again. Cano might be a little too highly owned after his three-homer game here, and Lamette's not a guy I want to pick on, so I may play a little more Fraser than Cano just to kind of play the odds, thinking most guys are on Cano, but nothing jumps out at me. I'm not spending a lot of money here. I like catching. I'm looking to save some money, especially in those laps where, where we're going to use the double barrel here at pitcher. but uh, I love Albies. I'm a big fan of his. I love him the two-hole here. If you're stacking Atlantic, you don't want to leave them off. If you're building a casking game record, you can get the Albies. Perfectly fine with that as well because he is an upgrade to me over both Frazier and Cano tonight.
1: Yeah, Fraser's fine. Uh, Dozier, I wish he was sitting a little bit higher in the lineup, but I think he's you know he's okay. Uh, Kendrick is kind of cheap
2: on Fanduel, a, a oh, deep. But, but he's actually you know what? He's at first base. We didn't talk about him. Kendrick, I absolutely love on Fanduel or utility at twenty three hundred dollars. Love, love, love Kendrick tonight. He will be in every one of my Fanduel lineups. And I, sorry, I forgot to mention it first because that's where he is over on Fanduel there.
1: Yeah, if you're playing a cash game over there, uh, I think Kendrick's got to be your cash game one. If he's just too cheap, obviously.
2: Yeah. Uh, jump to the hot corner, Pepsi. Third base, what do you have for me? Yeah, so it's Anthony Rendon by a mile. I mean, um, yeah, Justin Turner, good price point. And again, Breeze, reverse splits. Perfectly fine with the leprechaun there. But Anthony Rendon, absolute master's lefties. I love Rendon. I thought he'd be more popular. I thought Washington would be more popular tonight. But it seems like they could end up being the fourth or fifth ranked stack. And so I might go overweight now on Washington and Rendon. And, again, Rendon's swinging a hot bat as well, homered earlier today. Uh, maybe he's in the zone there. So absolutely love that. And I think the pivot off of him, off of Rendon and Justin Turner, kind of like what we did with uh, Jock Peterson and Freeman at first, going to an incarnation, I think Miguel Sano is that guy that's got some good upside here, hitting lefties really well. And, again, he's got the, the, the multi-homer upside, but he's not going to see the same ownership as guys like Turner and Rendon tonight.
1: Hey, Pepsi, so you remember the beginning of the season uh, before the season started? Me, you, Mangone, I think D-Train, several other people, even some people from the old interwebs on Twitter. Uh,
2: we did a best ball draft in baseball. Do you remember this? I do, and I got and I got some Sano, but probably not enough. Are you so, going to brag about drafting Sano now? And you're no, in- no, no, this is not. I'm, I'm calling somebody
1: out in, in chat. Mangone is, is Mangone's taking a victory lap. There's 12 people playing in that best ball, I believe. And he's bragging that he's 10th out of 12th. Uh, and
2: because, just because he's ahead of you, which means you're either 11 11th or 12th. Oh, that one draft I had was a disaster, man. <laughs> I had Jose Ramirez, third overall, and then the draft just went awful from there. And I remember saying to you, I hate this draft position because I'm forced to take Jose Ramirez and I don't want to do that here, and then yeah, I got Stanton and Judge in that one too, I think, which they were both heard. It's, yeah. It's, it's, scoreboard, it. Pepsi scoreboard. Best ball is a lot of fun, and drafting is the best part. But it reminds me of why I basically stopped all my season long leagues to just play DFS because all these injuries are uh-huh. just so frustrating that, you know, it's just, it, it makes me think that I don't even want to bother doing season long next year again and just stick with DFS. And Mango says he's taking a victory lap being 10th out of twelve, And he says, our season long draft that he
1: gave up on. What do you mean you gave up on it? It's best ball. You, when the draft's over, everybody gives up
2: on it. <laughs> you don't have to do anything but watch.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Talk about a guy that would take three hours to make a pick. Nobody worse in the world than the guy that takes the mock oh. f- every pick. He was a disaster in this pool, so he's got nothing to brag about. Well, Fortnite's not going to play itself. I mean, he's, he's too busy. He's got things to do. He Auto pack. The draft. Uh Shortstop, Pepsi, your position. What do you have? Uh, shortstop. Yeah. So I think Trey Turner is probably the top play here. Uh, I really like Turner here. Again, I like these Washington bats and I might be overweight on them. Uh, obviously, of course, Seager is another interesting player for the Dodgers, but you know, this guy's never really materialized. I'm not a big fan of him, but the price points there, he's cheap. The matchup's good. Uh, Didi Gregorius is interesting too, even though he's got the reverse splits, but I think the one guy I like the most outside of Turner is probably Polanco. And again, and he might get overlooked again. A lot of times he does in these twin stacks. So, I'm either going to be on Turner or Polanco, and I really love the idea of paying up at shortstop tonight. Why
1: is Lindor cheap? Uh, I don't want to pick on Stroman. We talk about not wanting picking on Stroman, especially you know, against lefties, a lot of ground balls. But, you know, he just seems discounted. I'm uh, fancy drafted on DK that I'm kind of tempted. What, what, what say you as far as uh,
2: Mr. Smile? I got men going uh, replying back saying he quit after ten rounds or, so, or halfway through and put auto pick on. Oh. Not a chance, buddy. Not a chance. <laughs> it was a disaster all the way through that draft. I had to bug him constantly. It wasn't fun for either one of us, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, Pepsi is a very annoying commissioner because he will he will text you at like three in the morning. You're up. It's on. It's, you're on the ah, clock. It's First of all, I wasn't the commissioner. But second of all, if you're gonna take two and a half hours per pick, and half the league's telling me, dude, what's this guy doing? And he's my buddy. I got to say, man, go, man. Hey, you know, just so you know, we've been on the clock for a while here. Every single pick of every round, come on. Come on. I know know you love Lindor. Do you love him tonight? No, I don't really love any of the Indians. I'm not against playing a Ramirez, a Carlos Santana, a a Lindor, if you really want to go a little different. But I don't pick on Stroman. You know, again, he's just a tough, good control and a lot of ground balls. I, I just don't see the upside. I'm not playing enough lineups to get there either. Again, I mentioned I'm probably in four lineups on each side here, so that there's no reason for me to pick on Stroman and go to the Indians here. So for me, again, it's Turner. I do want Palanquin there. There's some merit to a Seeger or a Didi, depending on the price where they are, but for me, it's clearly Turner at the top. You know, we always say the outfield is loaded, Pepsi. I don't think it's loaded tonight. I don't
1: love the outfield tonight. I don't think it's very deep. Uh, it changed my mind. Uh, I, I like Judge. I like Hicks there against Odorizzi. We talked about it. You know, Boomstick, Nelly Cruz against lefties. We know that's a thing, obviously, assuming he's in the lineup uh jock jams leading off you know good chance of him sticking around i know it's not a great matchup per se based on the numbers as far as the reverse fits for 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 baria i just don't think it's a very deep sleep for outfield are you with me on that
2: yeah i'm not a huge fan of it either which is why i I really want to pay up at shortstop um yeah i mean obviously the dodger bats are here vertigo is a guy doesn't get a lot of credit he's a real good hitter good price point peterson and jock as you mentioned or sorry bellinger and jock as you mentioned um couple of guys in the high tier that I think are big games. Aaron Judge, Nelson Cruz, and Okuna just as yeah. one-offs. And for value-wise, Dexter Fowler, even Jose Martinez are interesting, if Don not allows. And Granderson, again, really. We didn't really talk about the Marlins, but if you're struggling to find some value and you're not playing Lopez in your lineup, um, I think you can roster a few of these Marlins, including uh, Granderson. I was hoping he's leading off tonight, but still, in the sixth hole, is not awful either. 2K on Fanduel uh, still, I believe, uh... The Marlins are
1: really cheap over there for what it's worth. They can help you make some things happen if you're not a believer as far as Lopez. Oh,
2: sorry, Dean. Uh, Vertigo not starting me, Tommy. I'm sorry. I did uh, That lineup wasn't out when we got on. Although we did look at it, yeah. So Vertigo not in there. So ignore that, guys. Thanks.
1: Pepsi, I'm going to go ahead and pull up your uh, your expert survey today. Good with that. How do you feel about today's expert survey? Did you, did you kill it? Did you crush it or what?
2: I feel pretty good. But, I, I mean, as the day goes on, as a lot of times you change your opinion on things, as you get you know word on ownership or lineups or whatever. So maybe one one thing I'd like to change, but as you break it down, I'll explain that.
1: Yeah, so you're so your favorite cash game hitter today is uh, is Bellinger. Stevie agrees that your big T's got fat Five Freddie and Beansy is on Peterson. Uh, is Bellinger
2: still your favorite top spend? I mean, I, I think you can go to Bellinger. I think you can go to Rendon, who I like a lot more right now. Again, I think you could go to Freeman. I think all three of those guys are very close. Uh, perhaps Freeman's safer in cash. Bellinger's a guy that, geez, I'd hate to to not have there just because of the upside. So um, I'm perfectly fine with Bellinger. still. It's a tough call time. There wasn't really one guy that was by far the play. And again, you could even argue Rendon being that guy as well. But nine, 10 minutes before, or so before you step aside and get out of here, and make way for
1: crunch time. I believe it's Cardi and Roth today. Roth will knock out any weather. It's lurking. Cardi, of course, we'll answer all your baseball and hair product related questions all the way up the block. Uh Start loading up your questions in chat right now. If you guys are watching us now on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Much appreciate that. And, No, D-Train, he's going to grab those questions and throw them in the Rotor Runners chat. If you guys are already in the RG chat, feel free to ask your question. If you guys are on YouTube, feel free to check on me over here at RG. It's good times. Uh, You like Acuna for tournaments, and we talked about it yesterday, and once again, it happened yesterday. Dude's been swiping bags like crazy. Uh, He's got like nine or 10 in his last 10 games. Of course, the pop is legit, too. You like him for tournaments, and uh, I'm with you as well. As far as the cash game pitcher, you talked about Syndergaard. It's kind of split between Syndergaard and Corbin. And then all you guys had Beaver as far as your tournament pivot. Uh, basically, we're, we're seeing a, a lot of agreeance here. Ronaldo Lopez as far as the favorite, you know, SB2 essentially. Uh, have you pulled it up here, Pepsi, as far as your favorite salary saver? You talked about Robbie Cano. We're going to chase those three homers. It's just
2: cheap, right? Yeah, it's just too good of a price. I mean, $3,100, he's still a very good hitter. Uh, obviously, on FanDuel it's Howie Kendrick, as we mentioned. And, um, yeah, it's Robinson, Cano, and DK. It's just tough to beat that price point. And it's a nice spot to save some money. Second base isn't a spot where you really have to spend. There's really nobody that stands out here. So getting a cheap Cano is is not a bad idea, even though we don't want to pick on the met.
1: Yeah, it's funny. There's a question. The player you're most afraid of having no exposure to or little exposure to is Mike Trout across the board. Everybody's afraid of not having Mike Trout. We didn't mention his name outside of that. Like, he's just great. Uh, Stroman, of course, we talked about him being just too heavily priced, obviously. Uh, anything else interesting? Okay, give me your three homers and give me some stacks, Pepsi. And if you happen to have a jack in the bag,
2: I got men going, call me out here. One-time GBP champion's coming. Me I mean, this guy, I mean, has he been oh. on a show? Does he? Is he <laughs> you listen to me on time, my friend. Let me call me out. I got more championships than you'll ever have, my show friend. Um, you have the belt next to you? Show him the belt. I hey, should be bringing him, showing him the belt here. What's going on? One GBP. Come on now. When you get your show and you do your thing and you win some money, you can get on here and talk. But uh, let the big voice handle this one man going collectively we won like at least like four five hundred thousand
1: like five years ago on FanDuel, or whatever it was
2: yeah yeah team. but he wouldn't know anything about that anyway back to home runs here Dean um, <laughs> I'm giving I'm him the, business. Think, think the challenge here yeah PKO. <laughs> I'm sure my Skype and Slack will be i be hitting up pretty soon here but uh, uh Bellinger's my top guy uh mid-tier I really like um Dustin Turner even though you know, I don't like to double up on teams. Just the price point is tough. i that not mid tier, And uh, for value, Howie Kendrick on FanDuel. And uh, I'm trying to think now where'd I go for... Oh, Branderson, I think is interesting on DK as well. All right. You
1: ready to talk talk to the chat? I think you've been talking to mangum a little bit, but other people have actual real questions for us. Uh, <laughs> about seven minutes or so? See what the, the chat has for us, what the YouTube has for us. Should I play Mike Trout instead of Bellinger uh, for lower
2: ownership? What's I'm curious what the difference in ownership is on those two. I mean, normally I would say yes. Anytime you get a chalky hitter versus Trout, but Stripling's just not a guy I want to pick on. It's not a good ballpark. The bullpen for the Dodgers is solid. I would say tonight, no. Even if you're looking for lower ownership, I'd find another way to be contrarian. Uh, I'm afraid to the fade Trout, but I'm doing it tonight, and I'm going to have lots of Bellinger if that helps.
1: I was trying to get a refresh as far as the ownership difference between those two. Maybe I'll jump back to that in a second uh lopez versus lyles i think we prefer lopez right like Lyle, it's not yeah. that much of a difference
2: yeah i mean if you really don't like lopez or you need the savings i'm, I'm not going to say niles is, is not to me should play he could certainly walk into a quality start here we mentioned his numbers very good versus righties but um all things being equal yes i would definitely take lopez over miles
1: yeah so uh is pete alonso in play for a huge game at home like i don't nothing about today's game says this is a spot for a huge game that said, it doesn't mean he can't bag out two homers. Like, I don't think this spot's jumping off the page for Stenison Lebet
2: no, and, and for the record, just because the chat's going on about it, Man-Go and I are pretty tight. I'm just giving him a hard time. We are buddies. <laughs> we're allowed to do that when we're buddies. We're allowed to rip each other. So that's why you're seeing some of that here, guys. But no, I give you know, peek behind the fourth wall. Let, let them think that you and Mango and have this thing, have a tiff or
1: something like that. You guys can be the undercard of a uh, some other. <laughs>
2: <defense>. <laughs> no undercards for me anymore. I'm getting too old. I'm already 27 years old, man. I, I'm retired from that sort of thing. But I don't. I don't think it's right to to call somebody out and do that if you're not really buddies with a guy like that's why Dean and I are each I other I do I call people I just don't like <laughs> I don't know that I dislike anybody in DFS really it's shocking <laughs> but everybody's been pretty cool I mean sometimes I'm not a big fan of you but I mean we still get along can't think of anybody not off the top of my head <laughs> The, there was there was a pause there, and it was not. You're being well, not that. I mean, that, that's the your. There's the people that still work here. Everybody's pretty cool, man. <laughs> oh, no,
1: <laughs> what are you doing? uh Let's go back to the real questions in chat. So, Pete Alonso, like, sure, if you're playing 150 lineup, there's there's no, there's no reason to play him outside of the fact like he bangs a lot of homers.
2: Only in a nut stack, yeah. Only in a nut stack here uh
1: some of these questions might have been asked earlier from youtube because uh you know, we talked about it obviously but let's reiterate in case, in case you're just tuning in uh yeah so the dodgers bats are they good tonight are we buying Berea's reverse splits and like the answer is like yes and yes like i think that
2: you can play the dodgers and i'm kind of buying those reverse splits too i'm doing i'm gonna do both and i alluded to it earlier i think you can go Turner down like Turner, bellinger because i don't want to fade him and then you can go to Pollock and, and Kiki. Get those righties in there. It's a little contrarian way to stack the Dodgers by leaving the top two guys off. Of I think you can also go to the Dodgers lefties just because they're so good versus righties. It almost doesn't matter who they're facing. And again, that bullpen is almost predominantly right-handed and not very good. So you can go lefties. You can go righties. You can mix them. It's a lot of ways to do it. Again, I don't think it's, you know, they're so good that they are a can't miss tonight. Like you said, you need to be underweight and understand that. But there's a lot of ways you can do that. So if you don't want to be chalky with the Dodgers, fading the lefties might be the way to go. By the way, uh, obviously these numbers
1: are fluid. But as of right now, as of this minute, Bellinger projected for 17% ownership, Trout at 11%. So not a big difference necessarily. Uh, a few more questions before you we step. Well, we've got five minutes or so before you step aside and make way for crunch time.
2: Um, who's your favorite multitasking producer? Oh, it's the D train by far. Good looking kid too. I tell you, but I'm a big fan of D train. Simon's in office as is Dave. Just so you know, I'm not sure if they're listening or not. Just kind of a heads up. Simon doesn't really do. I love Simon. He's got great pants, by the way, if you guys haven't heard that story, it's a good one, but um, I love Simon as well. So if I'm going to cheesecake factory, I'm picking Simon every day of the week that he goes to like places that have like you know herbs and you
1: know like roots and stuff like that he's he's got a whole different uh palate than you do i believe i don't think he's big into
2: that macaroni and cheese like you are. <laughs> it's all about the cheesecake of the cheesecake factory it doesn't matter what you eat before have a little sampler whatever it is it's all about smashing at least a couple pieces of cheesecake any love for kyle freeland against washington i have no love for him absolutely not i love washington tonight as a stack and if they're going to be the fifth highest owned stack again i'm going overweight and i I have no interest ever in playing Freeman here. Can you believe Mangone
1: picked Willie Peralta and Brandon Morrow in his uh, season? The matter why his team is terrible. Uh, <laughs> Cruz or Acuna? That's a really tough question. I like them both a lot. Uh,
2: who was the first one, sorry? Uh, Nelly Cruz, Boomstick. Ooh. Oh, wow, 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 wow. That is a tough one. I've got Acuna just because of the fact I like the speed and he's been stealing bases, as you mentioned, and uh, that bullpen for the Yankees is pretty good, even though it didn't show up last night. Um, Wow. That's tough. Nelly for GPPs because I think he's lower owned. Actually, I don't know. I don't I know if that's he the case. He's cheap. I think he's going to be more popular. People I'm like gonna go I'm just going to go Akuna because I think he's a safer way to put points on the board. But I, that's they're both really close, man. Lightning round. Any love for Lyles? Yeah, we talked about Lyles. He's fine. I mean, if you have the option, again, I'd rather go to Lopez. But again, Lyles, 26% K rate versus righties. Cardinals mostly right handed The lefties were not really afraid of. I think the quality starts there for Lyle. So if you want to play him, you want to save the money, the quality starts is safety. You. If you're looking for a bigger upside, that's not with Lyle's. Dude, it's what been... part of lightning round did you get confused on? The... <laughs> oh, no, I didn't even hear lightning round. I guess that
1: <laughs> My bad. Uh, how do you feel about playing Teyron and Stripling together? I don't like that at all. Rendon versus LeMahieu. Rendon easy. Pick two of these guys for cash. Trout, Trout uh, uh, Judge, Cruz or bellinger bellinger cruz uh how do you feel about the Pittsburgh stack the lefties they're cheap on fandle
2: i don't hate it yeah if you're multi entries or contrarian yeah who is your gas can of the night uh kyle freeland there you go i'm just getting into a part
1: now a chat where like you and Ben gober have a little bit of fun with each other uh yeah all right uh, t- 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 We have a a nice little comment from YouTube. Just want to thank you guys. Y'all drop a lot of jewels. Much love from Auburndale, Florida. I'm not sure where's Auburndale, Florida. I've been around Florida, but maybe I've driven through, but I'm not aware of that existence. Uh, Let's uh, step aside uh, and make way for just one or two more questions before we get out of here. I'm stalling to try to find something Pepsi. If you see something relevant here in chat...
2: Well, I do have my jack-in-the-bag to give you, which is Ronald Acuna. We didn't get to that. I took Acuna just because, again, you know, he's been still on base like crazy. As you mentioned, he's got the pop. I really like him as a GBP play. Even as a one-off tonight, if you're not on the Braves. So I'll give you my jack-in-the-bag there for you. Devo has a question for us. He wants to know – I know what Wednesday is. Do you
1: know what Wednesday is? Besides hump day. Ooh, I was going to go right to hump day. I don't know. It's bowling night. If, if you could tell oh. – Devin was in a really good mood pre-show. It's oh, boy. And you know, Thursdays he's really sad you know why because bowling night is six days away
2: he loves bowling. <laughs> uh, yeah I guess I'm not on enough Wednesday nights to realize that but D train good luck in your bowling tonight I know you bought a bowl not too long and we're pretty excited about that it was like his anniversary gift to his wife I like guess first yeah. year they just the youngest person ever the youngest it's
1: never once been happening uh first year anniversary you give your wife a bowling bowl. You make him happy. Yeah,
2: I don't know his wife. He knows her better than anybody, I hope. Uh, <laughs> he knows to be paid for it or not. So if he thinks he knows her and she's going to be happy with that, away you go. At least you just don't get them like a, a broom or dishwasher or something like that. That's never a good idea, apparently. She's
1: delightful. And that's my understanding. She thoroughly enjoys the bowling ball. Uh, Cruz or Judge?
2: That's so tough. Cruz, slight edge. Give me a hot take before you step aside and get out of here. Give me something we haven't said just yet or kind of reiterate a point. I'm going to be overweight on the Washington Nationals now because I feel like they're not getting the popularity they should have. Anthony Rendon, I absolutely love him. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's a hot take or not here. But I think also, too, I really like the Dodgers. I think maybe the best way to do that might be Bellinger down, a little bit I get some of those righties in there if you want to be a little different. They're also a little cheaper as well. So lots of Washington, definitely Rendon, Howie Kendrick on every lineup in FanDuel. Two things. Uh, somebody asked Devin in chat, "What his average is?" He says,
1: "Over 100, under 150." That is a big window. <laughs> That's like everybody in bowling is over 100 and under 150. Uh, second thing, uh, Alex Gordon or Robles? You like either one of those
2: guys? Alex Gordon or uh, Robles, Victor Robles. I'm not big either one of them, but Robles is the play. Everybody in Washington's in play. I think they smash Freeland again. That bullpen's not very good, so uh, all the knots. What's your bowling average, Pepsi? No, I'm not a bad bowler. I don't do it very often, but when I play, I'm never really terrible. I mean, I'm a pretty good athlete, I guess, so I kind of pick things up not too bad, but I have no idea what my average is. I mean, I just I don't play enough. I play every couple of years if there's something going on, so I really don't know. Do you know your average? I don't know. I took bowling in college.
1: I aced that. I had to get my GPA up, but that's a whole other conversation. We have no time for that nonsense. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. D-Train, enjoy bowling night. Everybody else, enjoy your baseball. We're out of here. Ho! Oh!